Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Six minutes after two o'clock, this is Life Happens. Thank you so much for staying with us. Uh, who would have thought that Biltong could be a career? I mean, who would have thought? I would never have thought that somebody could actually qualify to be the foremost authority on Biltong. But she is, and her name is Dr. Maxine Jones, who is a food scientist, but her pure focus has been Biltong. In fact, she's not only just somebody who's qualified as the foremost authority on Biltong, she's actually gone overseas to open up a Biltong and Drogwors uh, in the United States. And thank you so much for making the time and talking to us, Dr. McJones. Hi. Hi, Debera. Thank you for having me. So, my goodness, um, you know, as a food scientist, you could have gone into absolutely anything. What is it about Biltong that you thought would be the way to go? You know, Biltong is such an interesting product. It's way more interesting than people give it credit for. And during some of my travels while I was studying, I found out, I, I was looking at other, you know, dried products around the world, and I thought to myself, you know what, Biltong needs some some recognition, and also Biltong actually needs to be researched. And so I looked further into it and realized there wasn't actually much done on it. The last study before mine was in something like 1980, so I, so I ran with that and I said, you know what, I love Biltong, South Africa loves Biltong, research needs to be done, so let's do it. What? What kind of research were you gunning for? Initially, or with, when I, I mean, decided so with the I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap my head around, you know, research <laughs> needs to be done on Biltong. And I'm thinking, what is it about Biltong that we needed to research? Well, initially, my, um, I was looking at um, improving the process, um, you know, making the commercial process better. Ah. Because if you, if you make um, Biltong at home versus eating Biltong from a commercial establishment, yeah. the taste is quite different. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, it doesn't have that genuine taste. Mm-hmm. So when I was looking into it, I wanted to be able to say, you know, how can we improve the commercial process so that we can get more of, you know, that genuine South African taste? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I found out, you know, as I said, that there wasn't that much research, I realized I had to go right back to the beginning and not improve the process, but, you know, take the homemade Biltong and apply it to a commercial process. So that was then looking at it from a point of, you know, the type of meat you use, the pH, you know, the recipes, um, like how the, the commercial setting of the drying chamber versus what we use at home. <laughs> so it was more to be able to say that we're getting a genuine taste from the Biltong um, on a commercial level. My guess, um, what are we doing different? My guest is Dr. Maxine Jones, who is the ultimate authority on Biltong with a PhD, really just focusing on Biltong. I will take your calls. I'm sure you want to speak to somebody who has got a PhD in, in Biltong making. 891 I'll take those calls after this. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. I'm with Dr. Maxine Jones, who is the foremost authority on biltong making, and we're discussing biltong and how anybody decides to make biltong a career. Well, she has. She's running currently a factory in the U.S. where she makes biltong for a living. So, Dr. Jones, I mean, you know, you were speaking about the fact that when you decide to make biltong at home and, and what your final product and what you would get at the shops, there is a distinct difference, and that you're absolutely right about that. So, just tell us what... What makes that difference? There is, um, 
the the processed milk, I don't even know if I can call it processed, but there is something quite different about the one that you get at the shops to what you get at home. What, what is it about what you get at the shop that tastes so different? Well, it's, it is because, they yes, they're doing it in mass, but they when you're doing it at home, you're adding, for instance, a specific amount of your formulation or what can I call it, your recipe. Yep. You're adding a specific amount of, for instance, salt and coriander. And everyone, you know, has their own twist. I've mm. heard, I think I've heard every single type of twist you can do on that. Mm. Um, and then also in terms of the process, it's built on needs to be made slowly. It needs the temperature is important. Um, I'm, I'm a scientist, so obviously mm-hmm. I, I look a bit further than that. But with the, the air velocity is important. The water, the humidity is important. And But I think that the main thing, the main difference that I found, because I obviously looked at very specific parameters, is that at home we, we take that time. So we don't rush it. So we don't up the temperature. We don't up the humidity just so that we can get more product out. And so that's why I looked at those parameters is because I found that that's the biggest difference is when I made it at home, the temperature was always solid and it took a certain amount of time. Well, commercially, obviously, I mean, you're trying to get as much product out as possible. Mm. And it's amazing how those parameters can make such a difference in your biltong process. So as the expert, what would you regard as great biltong? So what are the elements that you look for in biltong that where you would say, you know, that's really good biltong? Well, this, the, the, the flavor distribution is, is, I feel, very important. So you need to get the right, um, you know, salt-to-meat salt ratio mm-hmm. um, or salt-vinegar meat ratio, let me rather say. Um, I think the cut of meat is so important. That's also something that mm. um, I found between the home and the commercial is, I mean, I, I love the commercial bolt-on, so, I mean, so don't get me wrong. But um, when we make it at home, we tend to use a better cut of meat. And the better cut of meat is, um, is it's, it's, it's better flavor, the profile's better, so you're going to end up with a better product. Which, which would um, be better? For somebody who's listening at home and who's thinking, you know, let me do this and, and, take, and, and do, do it at home, which, which would be the best cut of meat for Biltong? The best cut of meat, I, I personally think, is Silverside. It's because it's got a... The, the, the meat fibers are right, so you get a nice even drying. That's the third thing I was going to say, is an even drying is a really good biltong. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes you can get that case hardening where yeah. inside it's super moist and yeah. on the outside it's super dry. Yeah. Um, so an even drying, and silver side gives you that because of the meat structure. Mm-hmm. And also it's got a nice fat to actual meat ratio because as South Africans, we love hot fat <laughs> in our biltong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that using silver side would be the best use if we when you make it at home and it is it it's a it's a it's a it's a cheap it's a not a cheap cut of meat but it's also not going to break your bank either i mean for for an untrained palate like a u.s market where you're introducing something new to them do they do they have the same expectations as what we would have they definitely don't have the same expectations um, but I have very high expectations of it, and I want them to know exactly what Biltong is and what it's meant to be. Mm. Um, so, for instance, as I said, one of the biggest challenges here was finding the right cut of meat because they cut their animals quite different to us. Um, and so that was quite a challenge because it's in, in, I find that that's important when making Biltong is your cut of meat. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of South Africans here in the States, and they are 
very fussy. So wherever you are, all South Africans are fussy with their bolt on. So, um, yeah. <laughs> now, this is absolutely fascinating. So where can we look you up? What's it called so that we can, you know, send people your way? <laughs> so the company is called Boss Snacks. It's B-O-S and it stands for Biltong of South Africa. Uh-huh. It's also a play on words that it's going to be the best Biltong <laughs> in the U.S. and also that Boss is spelled B-O-S like boss, <laughs> meaning, you know, it's originally from the bush. So it's got a little play of words. But so the, the company is Boss Snacks, so it's B-O-S. And then S-A-N-S-E-K-S. Not three S's. That's what people a lot of the time get confused with. Absolutely Um, loving. I mean, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. I mean, are you coming back at all? Or is it set for you? Um, I think that this is um, is another couple years venture for me. And I possibly will be coming back. But right now, this is my focus. And I hope that I will be able to bring good traditional South African Bolton to the States and make the world realize how, how good of a product it actually is. Just, just out of interest, um, you know, the kind of demand that you have in the U.S. there, what, what, what's, what's it like? Um, initially, it um, was slow, and we had a very good um, South African base. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what we found is um, Americans are very skeptical of the product and because they have beef jerky. Um, but when once they've tasted the product, they are true Biltong eaters. Um, so it is a it's a slow process because we actually have to get them to taste the product. Mm. But once they've tasted it, then they 100% in on it. Listen. So that's you know the bit of a challenge is because Biltong has got such a sweet taste, and well, I mean jerky's got a sweet taste, and Biltong's a salty taste. It's sort of just to get them to wrap their heads around. Mm. But with all new products, I mean I suppose that's the challenge. So. Um, we, we're getting there. It is a slow process, but we're getting there. All the best. Really wish you all the best there as you represent us in such a fabulous way, Dr. Maxine Jones, who is a PhD uh, candidate. And uh, all of this is around, uh, she's a food scientist. So her PhD was on Biltong. And uh, she went over to the US and opened an entire factory of Biltong and uh, Drive Wars as well, uh, just to showcase what we have to offer. I think it's absolutely fantastic.